Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. We're back watching classic Doctor Who again. Yes, we are in another uh, live. Well, live as a podcast gets live from our <laughs> our hotel room. Where? In in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Why? Because today we went to Calgary Expo and wandered around and looked at all kinds of fun uh, costumes and we got to see John Barrowman and it was just a, a day full of geeky delightfulness. That's right. And we didn't buy anything. There's a huge, huge dealer room that we never actually bought because we don't. No. I can't remember the last time if I've ever even bought something at like a big giant dealer room in a convention this size. Have you ever? Um, I bought gifts for people at, at conventions before, but I have never, like, I don't, I don't like stuff. So no. I don't buy stuff for myself. No, we saw a good few people wearing Doctor Who, um, outfits, like a lot, a lot more than I thought, a lot more than I think I've ever seen at Calgary Expo. What about, I mean, you were here what, once before, like mm-hmm. three, four years ago now? I think it was three years ago. Yeah. And there was, there was some Doctor Who cosplay at that time, but I feel like there was a lot more this year we saw doctors five seven nine ten eleven and twelve yeah. and multiples of several of those mostly eleven still seems mm-hmm. to be the like the top choice for cosplaying yeah yep i i think it makes sense because doctor who became more popular over here uh, the huge, huge push was at the beginning of Series 6 for, you know, The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. And I think a lot of people really just sort of connected with Matt Smith. And, you know, once you make a costume, you still got it. So not everybody's going to switch over and create a Capaldi costume just because we have a new doctor. So if you've got the Matt Smith costume, why not bust it out and keep wearing it? Yeah. Especially if there's a Doctor Who guest at the convention, which, you know, there are a couple this year. There are. Well, three, technically, because Finn Jones is here as well. Uh, Who was in... Technically? Very technically. Because mm-hmm. he played the son of Katie of Joe Grant mm-hmm. in the Sarah Jane episode that Katie Manning was in. Yep, that was the death of the Doctor. There you go. Not the death of Doctor Who, which mm-hmm. is the next episode in The Chase, but not this oh. one that we watched. I can't remember the name of this episode. Uh, Journey into Terror. Journey into Terror. Part four of the chase. Did you remember what was going on? It's been like a month and a bit since we last watched The Chase. Did it, Was there anything uh, foggy about it for you, memory-wise? Uh, well, the last thing we saw was the Marie Celeste, right? Was it that one? Yeah, the Marie Celeste mm-hmm. and there's one other thing that happened. Oh, the new uh, Empire State Building. Yeah, well, the Empire State Building was before. Yes, in the set. episode, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. So i i was i was in, I was enjoying it, you know, all of the the chasey chasiness and stuff. All right. And then, uh, and I like the title, Journey into Terror. Ooh, uh, spooky. <laughs> yeah, but then then the episode started. This this was stupid. <laughs> this was so stupid. Yep. <sighs> wow. Well, first of all, I. I'm a little bit bummed that I knew sort of the premise of this episode to start with because I might have gotten some measure of uh, suspense out of the beginning of it because, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't know what was going on. And I think the, the uncertainty of it might have might have made the beginning of the story fun or the beginning of this episode fun. Okay, maybe not. You're shaking your head. No. 
Um, but uh, yeah, the characters, suddenly all of our main characters are stupid all at the same time, which, uh, you know, I don't mind. I don't like it when characters are dumb for the sake of the script. But every once in a while, you know, I will give it a pass if somebody has to make a, a dumber than usual decision for the for the sake of the story to, to keep things moving along. In this case, every single person is acting, acting just stupid and it just seemed like such a sloppy production i i like the sets like it was a neat looking set Mm -hmm. but there are boom shadows everywhere william hartnell can't remember his lines which you know is nothing new but it just put together with everything else is is very frustrating um and and oh yeah i just the the goofy goofiness you know you talked before about doctor who being smug and you not liking it and i didn't really see it before and i wasn't you know, I was I was enjoying them, you know, having kind of a rollicking good time and, and running around. And this was not that. This might be the most shoddily directed and produced mm-hmm. episode of Doctor Who in history. Did you, I mean, from the, you know, the weird skeleton that sort of drops down. <laughs> and then there's, there's a very choppy edit before you even realize what it's supposed to be. Um, there's Dracula who starts making a sound that doesn't. And so they hang on Barbara again until they can recue the tape and play it again. Did you notice when the, when the doctor goes down the stairs uh, the first time to go look at the Frankenstein monster, who gains a jacket, by the way, when he comes out finally. He has a jacket <laughs> on. Um, did you notice in behind him there was the Dalek that was in the next scene? No, I didn't. Full on just sitting there wow. waiting... Richard Martin, everybody. Richard Martin. Yeah, I wondered as it was going. I was like, is this a Richard Martin episode? Because it feels like a Richard Martin episode. Um, And there was later on, I'm pretty sure when the Doctor and Ian were talking at one point, there was a music cue that kind of got screwed up. Like they started to play the spooky music Mm -hmm. too early in the Doctor's lines. And then they they stopped it quickly and then, then brought up the spooky music again afterwards. And yeah, it was just... It was really frustrating to see everybody acting just just dumb, you know. Vicky and and Susan, Vicky and Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, Vicky and Barbara. I could understand them being scared, but they were just they were playing it just I don't know, kind of weirdly. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they disappear because you know Barbara walks into you know she walks into a little alcove in the wall. Why? Why would you do that when you're scared of everything around you to start with? And then the wall spins around, which you pointed out is the third time that's happened to Barbara. Yeah, in a Terry Nation story, having it twice in the Keys of Marinus, and now here. Uh huh. I remembered once in Keys of Marinus. I guess I had forgotten that it was twice. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then we never really know what happened to Vicky. She found some, they found some tunnels underneath, and then suddenly they're just back. There's no explanation None. of that whatsoever. None. Um. Yeah, super, super shoddy. And the doctor and Ian, like, I wanted to enjoy their little banter back and forth, but it was it was just too much, yeah, too cutesy, and just everything, just nothing worked, nothing worked. And then, and then the fact that they take off without Vicky. No, actually, let me take a step back before right. the fact. That Vicky decides that she wants. I appreciate that Vicky wanted to try to save whoever Dracula was from the Daleks because right. that's that is that is nice. That is that fits right in with Vicky's personality. Um, although, you know, it, 
it was a little iffy to have her do that in the first place, but but I'm, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. The thing that I don't get is the fact that she stands there. She stands stock still. She's not, you know, yelling as she's walking towards the TARDIS or running towards the TARDIS. And then after she's done saying that, she keeps standing there and watching and watching and watching. And finally, the camera cuts back to her. And then she starts slowly moving towards the TARDIS, which is already leaving because, again, all of our characters suddenly at the same time decide to be stupid. Yeah. And the noise of the, the dematerialization noise appears about five or six seconds before we actually see the ship dematerialize yeah and it was so like shaky the camera didn't match up quite right i couldn't tell if it was rematerializing because the sound was so late i was very confused as to what was happening Mm -hmm. and that weird ghost woman who shouts the same thing twice but Mm -hmm. i have no idea what she was saying no i mean maybe with the subtitles on we would be able to tell but (laughs) i think it just said shrieking or something like that i think as i recall I assumed it was supposed to be something we'd recognize, but I didn't recognize it. No. Um, and then, and then, yeah, Vicky sneaks aboard the Dalek ship, and the Daleks just don't notice. And then, when she's on the Dalek ship, she recognizes the communication device. How? How would she? Re- <laughs> like, that's just a bunch of bibbles and bobbles, like, attached to a wall, and she starts playing with it. And, I mean, yes, she doesn't get through the, the, yeah. to the TARDIS. Thank goodness, because that would have been a step too far. But the fact that she, she thinks she's... I don't know. She's trying somehow. And then we get the robot doctor that's supposed to... Oh, my to, God. I mean, maybe on a very small screen, tube screen yeah. through a lot of snow, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That's I'm, I'm willing <laughs> to give that a pass, but I kind of wish that they would have continued using the same fake actor instead of suddenly putting William Hartnell in <laughs> at the end. Having his voice dubbed over, that's fine. That is yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. Uh-huh. But, uh, but having um, the the fake actor and then suddenly it's really William Hartnell with his own voice at the end with the Daleks just made me very confused I just this is stupid it's dumb it was and it was a hard cut to William Hartnell not at all in the same pose or anything so you wouldn't even know like is that so is that the doctor now or what because we just saw Edmund Edmund Warwick is the guy who uh who did uh, the Doctor Who team was solid, by the way, in the Dalek Invasion of Earth by doubling for William Hartnell standing up and then fainting when Hartnell went out with a back injury. So they did that sort of as a thank you to say, you know, thanks for filling in. Here's an here's an acting role for you, basically. And there's another case of Shoddy where the door slightly opens uh-huh. and stays there and then nothing happens for a few seconds. And then he finally sort of activates. You know, have you ever, have you ever seen... Um, Plan 9 from Outer Space. I have not. I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen enough of it to know I don't need to see that because I'm not interested. It's terrible, um, but it's been known to be terrible. You know, it's famously terrible. Mm. Right. Um, Bella Lugosi was playing sort of this Dracula guy in that Mm -hmm. movie, died halfway through, and so they had to replace him with another actor of considerably different height. (laughs) And he spoke all of his lines with a cape covering his face (laughs) and watching this reminded me of that because there is Edmund Warwick sitting there and just sort of trying to mime to William Hartnell's you know to his and it just reminded me of Plan 9 same same goes for Dracula who for some reason needed to be uh, have his lines in pre-recorded dialogue that never ever matched up yeah 
I actually I kind of liked the pre-recorded dialogue that didn't match up for Dracula because it made it feel more like a funhouse. It made like that's the kind <laughs> yeah, of thing that happens. The speaker, the speaker over you know in the wall is saying the lines of the, the 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 thing that comes out. So I thought that maybe that was an on purpose sort of thing, like to make it seem more like a funhouse. Yeah. Oh, speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, honestly, given the, the way the rest of the episode went, I just think it was a mess up. I think they just screwed <laughs> up. I can't give them that enough credit. The other thing then, uh, the fact that these funhouse robots, they're on Earth, can destroy yeah. Daleks. Yeah, what the hell? They're robots, funhouse robots that like mm-hmm. in 1996 at the Festival of Ghana, which is closed because of the cancellation by Peking. What does any of that mean? Also, they're charging in dollars. I mean, I, do they use dollars in Ghana? I'm just guessing that they don't. Maybe they do. I don't know. Obviously, I think this was a reference to the fact uh, that all that all the missing episodes of Doctor Who <laughs> would be found in Ghana in 1996. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Or was it? I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Probably wasn't. Wow. Yeah. The... Uh, I was I was on board with the chase until this episode. I was enjoying the the you know the silliness. I I liked the fact that they were they were on the run and and getting into all these you know kind of wacky scrapes and stuff. Right. But now that we put the Daleks and our main characters together and just nerf the Daleks. I mean <laughs> the Daleks are. I don't mind the Daleks being used for to some what comic effect but making them absolutely completely 100% useless this is stupid I don't like to I don't like to be negative about Doctor Who um, but I feel like I was very positive about all the rest of the episodes in this story so Mm -hmm. far so I I feel like it's okay to be negative now because boy they just they took all of the crap and put it into one I will say this no spoilers um, because you know I'm not at all a proponent of the chase Mm -hmm. It gets better than the last two. Oh, okay. Yeah, just just so you don't want go in thinking I'm going to hate this, I'm going to hate this, I'm going to oh. hate this, because I know sometimes you can, you know, anyone can sort mm-hmm. of like, oh god, I, let's just get through this. But yeah, um, I think the nonsense it might be over for now. Okay, I yeah. mean, if this is just like the one blight in the middle of this story, then I can I can still go on and mostly enjoy the chase. But but this this is I'm not even saying I give it the side eye because like I'm not even giving it a side of my eye. <laughs> usually, when we were watching an episode, because I like to watch a few of them before we record an episode, because usually it means that we're going to watch more Doctor Who, and I like to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whenever the credits are roll, I look over. At you, as per tradition, sort of say, you know, I watch another one. Oh, you need an IDS if you want to do it. Oh, I'm getting tired. Let's just record an episode. Your nostrils were flaring <laughs> in anger. And I thought, you want to record this now? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. You had words. Yeah. I could feel my nostrils flaring. Yeah. I was just. You were upset. It was <laughs> kind of cute and kind of scary at the same time because you were like, just like, oh, I'm going to tear this episode one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I am, I am baffled. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what, what they were thinking. It's just so many marks against it all in one short 25 minute episode is just, ugh, ugh, ugh. 
Yeah, at the end when uh, when the doctor was saying, "Oh, it's it's all my fault. I should have checked to see if Vicky was here." I was like in my, in my head, I'm going, "Yes, it is your fault. Yes, you should have." And then then Ian's like, "No, no, no. You know, we have to share the blame. It's all of our faults." And I'm going, "Yes, yes, it is." <laughs> and it, not only did they leave her behind, but it took them that long to figure it out. Yeah, Barbara her. Barbara had to go into the other room, pour everybody shots, and then yeah. come back to realize that she was gone. Speaking of shots, I'm I'm sure there are people that that are thinking, "Oh, you guys should just you know have a couple." of drinks and then watch the chase you'll love it we did have a couple of drinks it didn't help (laughs) didn't help we might need another one to cope (laughs) with the end of that before we move on to episode five which we're going to watch tonight right we can't go to we can't stop there Mm -hmm. i I appreciate you letting me know that it gets better from here because now i i I, yeah i don't want to leave it at this if i if i thought that it was just going to keep going downhill i might say no not another one but i'm i am willing to press on uh if only to somewhat clear the bad taste from my mouth yeah it's mostly the middle two maybe even the three episodes two three and four that really grind my gears with this mm. story um before it finally tries to turn that big giant ship around and hopefully save the day but we'll find out in the next episode i guess yeah good luck to us <laughs> best of luck to us bye-bye Bye-bye.